0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of You Want to Do What. Today we've got George Cowan on and he's the co founder of Cowshed Social. Hi George.
1: Hello mate, how you doing?
0: Yeah, good mate, good. Really pleased to have you on. Um, do you want to tell everyone a bit about what you do?
1: Yeah, so I am a co founder and CEO of Cowshed Social. Um, we're a social agency with uh, a heavy I'd say, I'd say most of our work is production. i would say we're very much a content first social agency. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of competition out there, but uh, yeah, <laughs> we, we started a couple of years ago. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we kind of built, built uh, from myself and Brian, my co-founder, we built out to an agency of, there's about 40 of us now.
0: Suspect. 40, wow
1: growth
0: yeah yeah wow congrats um we we love having people that work in social media on because it's such a new industry or uh, it seems like it's a new industry it's probably been around for you know, maybe 10 years now but it's really starting to grow and like you said you know you've got 40 people working for you those jobs didn't exist you know five ten years ago right
1: yeah but exactly that i mean it's uh it's in the last couple of years if anything i mean I hate to mention it, you've probably heard it every single day of your life, but uh, the pandemic, um, mm. it's, it's sped that up a lot as well. Um, it's done a lot of bad, but it's also done a lot of good for for social media over the last couple of years. But yeah, if, I mean, if you were to tell someone 10 years ago, yeah, I, I create posts for for social media. I mean, you were a weirdo, <laughs> 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 let's be honest. And so now, now it's the norm. There's so much competition. There's so many brands creating social content. There's so many influencers creating social content. So it's a, it's a busy space. So, how
0: did this all start for you then? Like, how did you get into the world of social?
1: So, do you know what? Like, I'll be completely honest. I didn't. I didn't really start out thinking, right. I'm going to move into social. It was when I was back in sixth form. Um, I took a real kind of interest in media, and from there, as like, I, I fell in love with it, and was like, right, my my career is going to be in film, TV production right so you know that, that was 10 years ago now um i'm, I'm, I'm 28 now but it started out production i was like right this is me as a career um so i left sixth form kind of moved into um working as a runner as as most people do it's kind of you know jump straight into the industry or go to uni and i decided to to go straight into the industry i mean i've been told a million times you know you learn by by doing right so mm, i kind of worked up from from being a runner right away through to, to a producer eventually. And I actually ended up landing a role at a social publisher works there. And that's when it really, really opened my eyes to kind of social. And I saw a huge gap in the market there. You know, there's a lot of social agencies making ads, right? There's a lot of publishers making very good content, just entertainment first content. And it was like, well, why can't we marry the two? So I kind of took my love for production and turned it into social. And, and that's kind of how Cal had formed. And that's that's why we're, I guess we're doing so well, I'd like to say.
2: <laughs> yeah, I quite like it. I was going over some of your stuff on your website. And you've got some, uh, you've been inv- involved in some really unique and interesting projects over the years. Um, do you just want to, maybe what was a personal favorite of yours?
1: Personal favorite? That's a, that's a tricky one. I mean, look, like we've done, uh, we, we make over a thousand pieces of content a year now. so. Wow it's hard to pick a favourite and I mean, I don't want to upset any clients if they're listening. <laughs> Yeah, that's <laughs> an, answer, <laughs> an unfair question there, George. Yeah, no, but in, <laughs> in terms of like, I think where my, my background was very much production, I mean, the dream for me was to go and work on uh, a scale of, you know, yeah, a big production on a scale of like 40, 50 crew.
0: And yeah. I would have been happy
1: back in the day being a runner, right? Yeah, but yeah. We ended up exec producing a reality show for, say, Foot Asylum and it was a social first. It was oh, no wow. deal. Yeah, nobody's ever made a reality show like that for YouTube. So yeah, that I would say that was probably my favorite because it merged the two worlds perfectly, is what we always set out to do as Cowshed, Shed. And from my geeky production background, there was a bit of everything. You know, there was over, <laughs> over 50 cameras, there's a huge gallery. And I mean, you know, that was that was like my, my 18-year-old self looking at going, yeah, you've not done bad here. <laughs> <laughs> the exact producer of the show now. So yeah, that, that was a cool one for me.
0: So we like to talk about the different kind of roles within the world of social um, and careers in general. but at cowshed, what are some of the positions or uh, you know careers people can have?
1: Yeah, so just a bit of background on kind of what we do. so obviously I've said it a thousand times already, but production um, primarily and then in terms of the the rest of the agency, we have client services. so they are the people that look after the client essentially. so when we get a brief in, Uh, from the likes that's just used for asylum for example they will take that they will look at the the need of the client what they're after right is it production only brief is it you know looking at strategy behind it is it social media management and production and they manage it from the beginning right away to the end so they take the deliverables into consideration the budget they work with the production team the strategy team the creative team and really pull that together so that's the client services team that's project managers senior project managers and client services managers. Um, then we have creative, which I feel like it's probably the, the one that if you're not working in industry is hard to get your head around. You're like, what do, what do you mean you're a creative? And that's kind of a <laughs> role that oh, it's only normal for us in the agency world, right? Yeah. And it's the people that come up with the ideas. It's as simple as that, right? So we get a briefing from the client, right? We need to target 18 to 24-year-olds that are into trainers in london let's just say and it's for them to really find a hook for our concept that will work for that demographic and you know it is is you know you come up with ideas and and write it out and send it over to a client but there's much more than that it's around the campaign in general Um, i was going to
0: say i think people uh, still like you say that are not within the industry or that haven't worked in marketing or something they hear that kind of word create you know they're creative they come up with the content you think how is that a job but it's so, like you've been saying it's an incredibly competitive industry so for you to come up with a piece of content that's actually going to work it's really difficult isn't it
1: oh there's so much more to it and i mean it probably you know leads nicely into like strategy which is a division within the agency i mean you don't just create an idea in your head and go i'll make a good i'll make a good post let me put that out there is so much more to it you need to look at like know the target audience like what are they into Mm. like what is culturally relevant right now how do we align our brand with that culture you know you you can't just be a phone brand and all of a sudden you're trying to tap into something that's completely outside of your your world so you look at firstly you look at like the need of your audience right you go right how do we solve that as our brand so take a, a phone network for an example you go right well we're trying to hit millennials right now, okay? What what do they what do they struggle with? And it might be I don't know, right now body confidence being a huge one.
0: Mm. It's like
1: right, well, why don't we use our, you know, our, our Samsung camera for an example, and give them something they 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 need. So we we make a make a camera that creates a level playing field so everybody can use a camera and make themselves look great. For an example, right? And it's it's exactly that. There's a lot of thought that goes into every single post that you see.
0: Mm definitely um this is a bit of a tough question uh because there's so many different roles but if you had to think of some overarching sort of personality types that really work within the world of production and social what would you say is some sort of crucial personality traits people kind of need to go into this
1: oh that's a tough one uh do you know what we have so many different types of people but like first and foremost you need to be fast-paced in this industry you, d- you need to be super, super reactive, because it's a lot of social, it can change overnight. That's probably the biggest trait for me. Uh, creative, no matter what role you're in within the agency, whether you're a social media manager, whether you're a producer, whether you're a director, client services manager, you need to be creative, you need to think of workarounds. Uh, a problem solver, there's, there's no denying that no campaign is perfect. Something will I wouldn't say go wrong, but something might happen that just changes the course of that campaign, and you need to think about how you you reposition it. So I'd say that, and then um,
2: what did I say?
1: is it's, it's people. For me, like people is the most important thing within within the agency world, and especially like the culture that we're trying to instill. It's being a people person. It's learning how to interact with different people because you will come across so many different people within the social landscape. And it's, you know, not just, not just your, your clients, not just your, your colleagues, it's the people that you interact with online as well. You need to learn how people act and be able to react to that. So yeah, that's probably
2: like the main ones I'd say. You sort of touched on something a little bit there of it can change overnight. And we were saying earlier, you know, this industry has not been around for very long, but in that time it has grown and grown and grown, but also you've seen entire platforms just, collapse and like disappear and then overnight you've got an entirely new platform and you know youtube has obviously been something that's been about for a while um but again that's growing and growing and you're doing more and more in there how are you sort of um looking just continue to move forward and stay ahead of everyone you know it's quite a it's it's a changing world and are you quite you, you it must be brilliant to be almost at the forefront of this new emerging world of social
1: yeah, well, yeah. cheers for saying that. I'd like to think we are, but <laughs> no, I appreciate that. Um, I think it's it goes back to what I said about the phone thing, like the need. And it's like, you've got to look at the needs of, of your consumer. You know, like TikTok, for an example, was absolutely blown up because they're, they're learning that the attention span of the new generation is, I mean, I don't want to sound too brutal, but it's short, <laughs> right? So short content does work. And that's why that's blown up. But I think for us, it's just learning trends, learning, it's, it's trial and error. You know, we don't create a piece of content and we know it's going to work straight away. That's the truth. If a social agency ever tell you that, they're, they're lying. <laughs> right, uh, you, you can look at strategy behind it. You can say, yeah, this is why it should work. It doesn't mean it's going to work every time. It is about learning and we just adapt as we go. You know, we, we fast pace with the content that we create. So if we, if we create a piece of content, let's say around sport for one of our brands and there it performs really well. We know that we need to make more sport content, right? Like we're not going to go a completely different route and start creating fashion, for example. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just about that. And I mean, like social media platforms change every single day. They copy each other. They learn from each other and the competition is good. Yeah, like, it helps them grow as well. You know, without about TikTok, would YouTube have rolled out YouTube shorts?
2: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You without
1: know, Instagram stories with that rolled out YouTube shows, you know, like that, that's what it's all about. It's just adapting and, and remodeling your content basically.
2: And you also uh, sort of touched on there of the analytics of things, you know, you've got all this information coming in, I suppose, getting into social, you probably, most people don't realize there is a fair bit of math behind it to actually see what is working, what isn't working, and where you need to focus things. Um, do you, how do you sort of, how do your analytics work? Do you have an entire team dedicated to that?
1: Yeah, so we we have a full strategy team and within that team, there's probably, top of my head, I think there's like 12 people that are working in that. And, you know, the analytics that they go into are, are insane. So when when we receive a brief and it is looking at a certain demographic that we can really delve into that demographic and go, okay, again, what is culturally relevant? Like, what what are these people into right now? And then a step further, when are these people online? When are they consuming content? And then a step further than that, it's like, okay, right, they're consuming content between 7 and 9 p.m. Where are they consuming that content? Is it YouTube? Is it TikTok? And from that, it helps us scope like, the type of content we'll make for that brand and ultimately how the whole campaign will look. You know, if if the target audience are spending all their time on TikTok, why are we going to go and create a campaign and post it on Facebook? Because we know that demographic's not there. So yeah, analytics is a huge, huge part of it.
0: And what for you personally has probably been the biggest positive um, so far working within social media?
1: In in terms of our our business or kind of me personally? Yeah,
0: you personally, you know, what have you got out of it that you're like, do you know what I actually love doing this? Or, you know, I've I've really enjoyed doing that.
1: For me, it it, is so I can make stuff that, you know, I, I can do myself. I don't we don't have to wait on other people to give us a commission anymore. We don't have to wait for huge networks to give us a load of money to go and make a tv show we don't have to wait for you know big execs in in hollywood to give us budget to make a film mm. social has given us the ability to just create you know like it, it doesn't have to be complicated you, know, you you'll see so many people blow up in mean, francis perfect example yeah uh, you know like he he's creating content around train watching Try and get that commissioned years ago with, <laughs> with BBC or Channel Four It's not going to happen. Yeah. It just allows you to go out there and just create fun stuff that you enjoy doing. And look, if it picks up, it picks up. It's brilliant. If I not, love, it's great to just show off your work.
0: I love the fact was it is it Gucci that he's just they've just signed oh, him North to do Faces, a campaign. Yeah, normal
1: face Yeah, it's yeah, very cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, strong, strong move. And look, and people are making good money from it as well. That's the other side. Yeah. Of it. Create create content like you you would have back in the day on your own, <laughs> but, but now you can post it, and make money from it. It's brilliant.
2: Do you find though it's um it's quite an interesting place at the moment because there is money to be made, but at, and people are probably trying to jump on that bandwagon. But it's kind of obvious when they're just in it for the money, whereas you can really see when people are in it because they enjoy what they're doing and the money comes later.
1: It it's yeah. quite an
2: obvious different two different worlds isn't it
1: there is and again it is it's looking at the strategy of the content as well going back to that it's like you can do it for fun but the really good creators are doing it for fun but they also know what their audience want so it comes across as authentic they might not be enjoying it though i'll be honest like a lot of creators that i know that we work with are just doing it because they know it works for their audience Um. So yeah, yeah, I mean, there there is a clear difference though. Yeah. Especially with t- especially with TikTok.
2: Yeah. Um for you, what would be some of the negatives of this industry that you've uh, found over the years?
1: I think uh it's created a lot of competition and maybe not in a good way. Like if we're really gonna look at social, it's created a lot of jealousy. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, I think. Without oh, naming too many platforms, but Instagram being one of them for me is just it's it's looking at it as a you know twenty something going. Well, why haven't I got Lamborghini? Why am I got a house? Already? <laughs> yeah. And that's that's become the norm.
0: Mm.
1: It's like painting a picture of something that you that you're not. And that's the negatives where it's just like it's it's almost like a, a shop window. Mm. You can put anything in the shop window to make yourself look great. It doesn't mean what's inside is is good. Definitely. Um, uh, yeah that's 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 the thing for me so it's not great
0: if somebody's listening to this and they're thinking Do you know what, i'd actually love to work in social work production or the strategy teams that you mentioned um i guess there, there'll be a few different ones here but what are some key skills that you would suggest somebody go away and sort of start learning now
1: the, the strategy side i would say like learn about how people are engaging online um it's going into you know, there's plenty of free softwares that you can, you can look at and look at the analytics of um, of pages as well and just look at who who's following those pages. Um, that's probably a good skill just to just to get behind and it's like learning about the way people engage online. Uh, that's probably the biggest one. And then creatively, only I mean, if they want to move into one of those roles. It's literally just watching a hell of a lot of content and going, why did they make that in the first place? It's almost working backwards it's watching a piece of content going, yeah, I really like that. But why did I like it? And why is it relevant to that brand? Awesome. Um, yeah, that, that is, I, that's what I would say. It's pretty simple.
0: And how about Cowshed in general? What's the plans going forward? How's it all going? I mean, you you know, you're 40 people now. That is massively impressive.
1: Yeah, it's been, it's been a very fast growth over the last few years. I mean, we've, we've only been going for three years now. Wow. Um, but yeah, the plans for us is simply put it's doing more of the same uh we we want to be at the forefront of creating uh kind of entertainment first but you know that word's getting thrown around a lot of them minute entertainment mm. first but it's just like that emotional value um mm. for clients is not about just creating ads for the sake of it it's like what content can we make for brands that people actually want to come back for so you know it's not just about shoving an ad in someone's face and going watch this come and buy my product It's like how do you make the content to really build up that brand love? And ultimately from that, you can then sell products. It's a lot easier. Um, So, yeah, it's that and then just really building out the team, you know, like we're very much people first. It's about getting the right people into the company. Mm. And we there's plans to kind of branch out to different areas that I can't say too much about right now. Mm. Um, But yeah, like talent is a big part of what we're doing. I can say that kind of so this year we're building a, a, a talent department because that's, you know, the, the, the catalyst of nearly all of the content that we create. Mm. You know, a lot of it is around talent. So, yeah, we're building that department out pretty soon. So, yeah, that's as much as I can say right now. But we're yeah, building no. quick, wait, There's plenty of roles going.
0: Exciting. Um, yeah. And how have you personally found, you know, founding and starting a company? I mean, it's um, it's exciting, but there's a lot that goes with it, right?
1: Oh, man, like, so much. Like, if, if I knew how much was to go into building a company (laughs) back back then i don't know if i would have but no i I don't regret it for a second honestly um it's it is so tough at the beginning especially like we we've never had investment it's always yeah it's always been our plan not to get investment early on anyway because we we want to build it from the foundation ultimately in the future we might we might sell shares or or sell sort of business entirely and you know it's worth a lot more because we hold all the shares right that mm. was like the, that was the ultimate goal but starting it is it was myself and brian my co-founder and it was us doing every single role within the business well, wow. I, would, I would step in and produce direct you know sell to clients brian would be in the background doing the editing he'd be doing the accounts and that's that's that is startup vibes that is what you have to do mm. and you get i kind of i call it the sticking point speak about it a fair bit to people but it's uh as you're growing you got you get to a point where you're you're too big for just two of you mm. but yeah you don't know enough about the future to be able to really go right let's take a punt and hire some people and ultimately we just we took the punt I mean we were like what's the worst that can happen we go back to freelancing and we were doing fine before right so we took the pun. We hired some pretty senior people in to really help us grow the business. And it it really, really worked out because, you know, it freed up, say, 50% of my time hiring one person. That meant in that 50%, I can go out and look for new business.
2: Was, was that down. sort of your, like, oh, shit, w- w- we're really doing this? Like, it's 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 getting there.
1: Yeah, 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 it was. We, uh, you know, like, back, back in the day, if I'm going to talk very openly here, like, me and Ryan would have been happy if we had got ten to £20,000 for a for a video, in in the agency, right? Mm. Like we were jumping around a room, and then when we're at a point, where we're turning over like millions. Now, it is that oh shit moment. You go, we've yeah. actually this. We're <laughs> an actual business now. Yeah, it's it's quite scary, but it's good. Like I it's, absolutely yeah. love it.
2: Uh, what what's some stuff you just never expected to have to deal with going through this whole process? It could be in the media side or just the running the business side of things.
1: Uh, I would say, you know, uh, people in mm. general, right. It's I've, I've managed people in the past that were previous jobs where I've been head of production or whatever. Um, but when it's your business, it, it's all about the people. It's like, back, I think people sometimes go, well, yeah, I'll just hire people. They'll just do the job done. You know, and a lot of, you know, a lot of business owners are actually like that. It's just get the job done for me, go home, buy it. Yeah. Not about that. It's really working with, with, with staff and and kind of like getting their, getting their career at the forefront of your mind. They're not just there for a job. It's about like how you really develop that person. And that's been the most important thing for us is just developing people. And I didn't realize how much you need to deal with <laughs> with concerns and and you know people coming to you about all, all kind of things when you when you own a business that's tough you've got a lot of people kind of reporting into you um and that, that was the thing i never expected to deal with as much as, as as we are um yeah it's just people in general
2: and uh would you still going to this industry knowing everything you know now
1: 100 100 like it's it's um it's such a fun industry that's such a fun industry. I mean, I tell people what I do as a job to, you know, like my friends, for an example. And they're like, What? You get to go and film with like, all these celebrities and <laughs> you get to go and make all these shows and what? You run channels for all of these brands. And you're like, Yeah, when you put it like that, it's kind of mad. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I'd, I'd, I'd do it a hundred times over. And I, you know, I said earlier, mucking about that um, I maybe wouldn't go into running a business, but I, I would, you know. I'd, I kind of felt like I was built to do this. It's kind of always what I wanted to do. So yeah, hundred percent.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming on and having the chat, George. It's been an absolute pleasure.
1: Uh thank you very much. Thanks for having me on.
0: And where can people find you, Cowshed? What are you up to?
1: So you can follow Cowshed at Cowshed Social on uh, kind of all channels, and then I, I I play about with LinkedIn once in a while. So if you want to connect, uh, yeah, come over to LinkedIn.
0: Brilliant. Thank you again, George. Lovely.
1: Cheers, guys.